Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Well, hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm so excited to have with me my good friend, Jolene Feist. Yes. Hi, Heidi. How are you doing? It's an honor. I just love you and I adore you. You've been a mentor to me and a dear sister. And I I just feel so honored to be here today. Yeah, I'm really excited that we're finally doing this. Um, (laughs) I have known Jolene for over a year now, I would say, and we've gotten Mm -hmm. to be quite close. She is from Minnesota, um, but I'm going to actually have Jolene share her testimony. It's very significant. It's very powerful. She has written an awesome children's book called Bye Bye Fear. God is here. Um, So I'll definitely be recommending this and putting this on the link for the show notes. Um, But I really am really praying for people to really be um, set free, to really experience more (laughs) of God's presence and really just the closeness of how God wants us to feel with him and live that way with him. Um, And you really do that. And so I'm just, I'm so encouraged to hear your story and have people to hear your story. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Jolene Feist. I'm 38 years old. (laughs) I don't feel 38, but Mm -hmm. I was born in Duluth, um, Minnesota. I'm the youngest girl of my family. So all I got, I was raised in a Christian home. A little background about my Christian lineage is my grandparents got radically saved through the charismatic movement in the Catholic church at St. Paul. And they got like filled with the Holy Ghost and they were like those grandparents that had a prayer room and like prayed in tons and were, you know, they were faithful to pray for my salvation and blessing every day. And they went uh, to all of us and um, kind of probably witnessed to my parents. I don't know what that conversation looked like, but um, my dad got a job in the Twin Cities. So I was raised in Arden Hills. I went um, to the Moundsview Public Schools, kind of raised right in the cities. And um, a few things happened to me as a child that, you know, maybe we you know, I might not go into detail, but like, I, I uh, just felt like the enemy had attacked me, you know, in my worth and um, just, just took away a little bit of my innocence, um, you know, at a sleepover um, or at a a family's uh, sleepover when I was five. Mm. And I just felt like, uh, just like dirty and yucky. And uh, anytime I'd like go to church, like we went to North Heights church and I, I grew up in the church, like I was around it, but I just felt like there was a block. Um, and I didn't know what that was. Like, there was just like, a, I didn't, I didn't know it was demonic at the time. Like I just, there was a blockage for me to wow. receive truth, uh, to wow. receive the presence of God. And I, I even remember at a young age, I would go to my grandparents where the presence of present, uh, go to my grandparents' house and the presence of God was so strong. And I didn't even feel worthy of that. Like, that's how I, I, I felt like, Whoa, this is so holy and pure. And I don't feel like that's for me. How like the bondage had me so much as a kid. And, um, 
you know, and I, I kept quiet. Like I didn't share any of these feelings to anyone really. Uh, no one knew the internal like battle that I had. And I kind of was just like a people pleaser. Uh, I wanted to fit in like God gave me you know, I guess good looks. So like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm modest about my looks, but like I, you know, the enemy used that. Um, mm-hmm. So I got attention from boys and that's hard, you know, when, when God gives women like this look that, you know, you know, men just want to take advantage of. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the fate over my life. I just was very deceived by like men that were good looking and charming and I, I really desired, I, I, you know, I went through all the confirmation at North Heights Church and I experienced the Holy Spirit, um, but I, I truly would say I was not born again. Um, I didn't really have a true conversion, um, but mm-hmm. I believe I confessed it with my mouth that Jesus was Lord. And, you know, I said the sinner's prayer. I, you know, but at the time when I was 19, and temptation uh, came. I I got my cell phone for the first time. Like my parents did such a good job with just like, you know, just really kind of sheltering us in a good way. Like I have very loving parents, um, but you know, they were protective and that's good, you know, and I'm going to be the same way with my kids. Uh, (laughs) But the temptation for me, like, and that bait of the enemy with, um, with good looking men just like really came over me by the time I was 19. And I had a friend that just kept peer pressuring me to just lose my virginity. And I was in college and I ended up just losing my virginity actually on a one night stand. And it was like the worst way to lose your virginity. And it just, I felt horrible. And that was just like the shame just set in. And then I just, you know, would go into these like ungodly relationships and like keep this kind of secretive. And then I finally confessed it to my parents that I was living in sexual sin and try to debate them with the Bible. And it didn't really go well. Like my dad was very kind to show me scripture and what does it mean to live in sexual sin? And I just was like so rebellious at that time that I was just like, no, I'm going on birth control. Like I fought it and I really thought this was, you know, and I, I think we're living in these times right now, Heidi, that like what it what is evil is good like people say like you yeah. know just just love yourself just let yourself whatever let you know be in a same sex relationship or be you know with this guy or you know like this is accepted this is love you know just show your love but like that's the bait of the enemy like if i were to talk to anyone that struggled like me with um just sexual thoughts as as a kid and even grew older like there's a lot of shame around that. And there's a lot of unworthiness. Like, does God really love me? But he does. Like, Mm -hmm. I just needed to encounter God's love and know that he can wash me clean of anything. And uh, so basically I lived this way for 10 years. Um, Just kind of- Can I ask a question first before before you go on? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just because as I'm listening to you, um, I'm actually kind of hearing a little bit about people who- don't even really know that that's even a sin. Like, I think that that's kind of the problem that we have right now. It's like you said you went to your parents and confessed that you were in sexual sin. I think there's people that are like, what'd she do wrong? Like you did nothing wrong. Like there's no sin there. And I think that's, what's so beautiful about the power of the Bible and that your parent, your dad was able to like bring you Mm -hmm. to that and that you even knew enough to go and confess that. 
Because mm-hmm. I think there's many homes where it's like, that's just not a big deal. Like yeah. everyone just does it. And so the fact that you actually had God, I think is what pursued the, yes. the goodness of the Lord through this, where I think that there's many people that don't even have the awareness of mm-hmm. the hurt and the harm. They might feel a little mm-hmm. bit of something like, eh, I don't really like the feeling of my body, which is shame. But mm-hmm. because they haven't been in that Christian home, mm-hmm. it's like no big deal. This is what yeah. everyone does. Yeah. This is what the world accepts. Um, so I just wanted to bring up that point that I appreciate. Yeah. Yes. That if you're raising your kids in a Christian home, they will be yeah. convicted differently. Yes. They make unhealthy choices. Yeah. I felt the conviction. I did. I did. But then it got, I almost felt like God maybe just let me rebel. Like he kind of put his hand off of me, like, okay, daughter, if this is the way you're going to choose, like, you know, he kind of took his hand off of me. I still feel like he was always there. He always pursued me, but like, God is a gentle God. Like he's not going to force himself on me. Like he let me like go astray and search different things. Like I was starting to like believe in different religions. I never got into anything, but I just remember going to a liberal, liberal college And, you know, I just was easily swayed by the things of the world. And it was just easier for me to like fit in than to be set apart. And I think the biggest problem that I had is I just, I really truly wasn't born again. Mm -hmm. And that's how simple the gospel is, is once you truly believe and repent, there's going to be power then that fills you to stop you from that sin nature. And that is what I needed. And I finally encountered that, you know, after, you know, fighting that for 10 years and my sin ended up leading me to uh, depression and anxiety. Mm. Um, I didn't have that my whole life. I had um, an episode where I actually like blacked out from an anxiety Mm. attack Mm. and I fainted. And that was when the anxiety like I had the worst type and you probably would know as a therapist, like I, that was my first anxiety attack as I blacked out and I fainted. And then Mm -hmm. I woke up in an ambulance and then, you know, for two, for a year, I just was crippled with debilitating anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. Um, And God was just like stripping me of this stuff and just Mm -hmm. like, and, you know, I went to counseling, I, I moved back home, because at this time, I was in New Jersey, um, mm-hmm. I moved back home. And I was with a guy that was proclaiming to be a Christian, but he said it was okay to have sex. And so maybe if you're a, a female, and, and a guy is saying it's okay to have sex with you outside of marriage, and you guys are going to church, that is not God's will for you. And it left me very confused, because I knew the truth. And but it was just like, you know, that run from those guys. <laughs> and I was very deceived by this guy. And I was in a very unhealthy relationship with him. And I moved down to Florida, suicidal, um, had suicidal thoughts. I never had a plan. And that was like really hard for my parents because they like try to intervene and they try to have like interventions with me. And I just was like, no, I want to be with this guy. Everyone did not like him. And they just had to let me go. But Mm -hmm. I I really, I honor, I honor their faith because like they, uh, I think a woman of God, like uh, my mom was ministering a lot at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge actually at Mm -hmm. the time, which we'll 
share about how God connected that with my husband and I, but she was ministering there and a mentor kind of came into her life and she taught my mom how to release me to the Lord and not worry and fear about me. Mm. So she kind of did this like diagram where she was my covering. She surrendered me and then she just let me go. And I soon encountered the Holy Spirit after that, like down in Florida. Yeah. So then yeah. that's so what happened. I moved, so you I moved yeah. down to Florida. Um, yep. God intervened on this relationship. And I said a prayer after I broke up with this guy, like I moved everything for this guy. And, you know, I put all my eggs in the basket. Like he was my idol. Like he was my everything. And I moved down there for him. And I got my own apartment. My parents had that stipulation. You, you live, you don't move in with the guy. You still get your own place. And I did that. I got a teaching job and we broke up. And I remember just, it was the day, I think it was Thanksgiving day. Like I was so depressed and I just said a prayer. I remember getting on the phone with my dad and I remember the Holy Spirit speaking through my dad and said, when, when is Jesus going to be Lord in your life, Jolene? Like, when is he going to, and it was like the Holy Spirit. Cause it like pierced my heart. And, uh, it was just like, God spoke through him and he had never really challenged me like that. And I didn't know what to do, but I went into my apartment and uh, my brother had been planting seeds with me and I put on a Christian CD because I was the CD at the time. This is like 11 years ago uh, at the time. And I put a CD in and I got down on my knees and all I said was, Jesus, if you're Lord, like my family says you are, I need you to heal me because I'm ready to give up. <laughs> and <laughs> I woke up like, just healed. I was like, what the heck? Like the heaviness lifted. And like, I was just like, felt like God put life back into me. <laughs> and wow. um, yeah, which is so cool. And, but this just shows you, like, I didn't surrender and the enemy had a plan over my life. I actually lived lukewarm after getting healed like that for two years, yeah. or I believe it was two I believe I have to think about it. It was two years. I lived a lukewarm Christian lifestyle. I, yeah. I believe I yeah. encountered the Holy Spirit. And so the bars on the weekend and get drunk mm -hmm. and park still and then yeah. try to like repent at church on Sundays. And yeah. I lived this way and I had conviction. Like it was a horrible place to live. <laughs> um and, and, you know, I talked to Jesus every day about it. Like, I was just like, God, like I had journals upon journals and oh, God, just take this from me. I, I just feel like I just can't stop. I don't know what it is. I love you, but I don't know. It was just a fight for me. And I know my story can help so many people mm -hmm. struggling with the sexual sin, the drunkenness, the shame. Um, but I finally, like, I finally responded to the altar call, like, two years. And there was a lot of people in my life that were preaching the gospel to me. And there was a woman at the gym who preached the gospel to me and had a prophetic word over my life. And then my brother was very significant in my salvation. He came down to visit me um, and just check out what's going on with my sister kind mm -hmm. of thing. He led, he, he found a really biblical church for me. Like, so I was under a solid teaching where they were really preaching the gospel and it was uh, James McDonald church plan. I know that church kind of fell apart, but uh, it was the Harvest Bible Chapel. And I was mm. going to church there. And I just remember hearing a message about lust. Mm. 
Hmm. And it was like, it was like, Jesus, are you just, are you speaking to me through this sermon? And it was like, my sin was in front of me. And, uh, and there was many times, Heidi, that I would like confess my sin at church. Cause I like grew up in the church, but nothing would break free. But I think the difference is like, we have to respond and fully surrender our will to God mm. and uh, not let the enemy win. And, uh, you know, I, I do think there was a demonic spirit over my life of lust that entered mm. me as a kid uh, that kept me from uh. the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I went to my room after this message and I had a choice. Like, am I just going to continue to be in shame with my sin or am I going to surrender? And I laid down on my face in my apartment and I cried out to God and I got this like vision of the Holy Spirit. Um, and just he, the, the Holy Spirit showed me that traumatic event. And I literally mm-hmm. felt like this spirit of lust, like come out of me. And I got born again. I, I, I literally felt like God give me a new heart in the Holy Spirit. Um. And Come on. I, I, I felt like a nun. <laughs> I felt new. I, I I literally went from this like struggling, like promiscuous girl to like being like truly born again and changed. And um, I, I, I knew I was born again because I, I knew no one told me this because I had now the Holy Spirit. I, I threw away all my ungodly clothes and all mm. my ungodly stuff. I went through my apartment, started taking just anything that reminded me of sin Wow. And I just, I started hearing the voice of the Lord right away. Um, and God like spoke to me that my husband was in Minnesota and mm-hmm. to reconcile my relationship with my parents mm-hmm. and kind of moved home on that word. And soon later that summer, wow. I got a work knowledge about working at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And I got hired after that prayer three days later. And my first day of work, I met my husband. He pursued me my first day of work. And, oh my gosh. Uh, I was I was very guarded because I had this past of like sexual stuff. So my convictions were I wasn't gonna be alone with a guy until he was my husband. Yeah. And here, here the first day at work, he he picked me up at orientation at Teen Challenge and I said, I'm not getting in the car alone with you. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, well, no, no, there's a girl in the car. And he like, he straight up like interviewed me to make sure I was born again. And I, at little did I know he had insight. I didn't know he had been praying for all these prayer points. And the manager had told my husband when I got hired, Hey, this girl was a former softball player. And that was one of his prayer points with God, God, if she loves softball, that would be amazing. That was like his seventh <laughs> thing on the list. So he's like, God, is this really her? She was a former softball coach. Like it has to be her. So oh I gosh. didn't know like, yeah. So he, and then the Lord spoke to me in my heart about this in the staff meeting that he was mm-hmm. kind of my husband. And so, yeah, we fell in love very quickly and both are very passionate about sharing the gospel. We went through a training right away when we dated called the fire, it's, it's the Firebase movement. They're out of Twin Cities. Okay. So they kind of train evangelism, yeah. train uh, people to uh, share the gospel with spirit led yeah. evangelism. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any more questions, but. 
Yeah, this is so good. Um, and I just want to read um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, because this is just right in line with your testimony. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old yeah. has gone, the new is here. Um, and so just really wanting to encourage people listening that feel like if they have somebody that they love or they care about who is like falling off, or they feel like they're not making good choices, that it it does take that surrender. And so really just the power of prayer and the power of loving mm-hmm. family coming alongside someone, it works. And yeah. just hearing your testimony and just, you know, what God has done through your life and where you're at now. Um, and so before you pray, I would love for you to just share where God has you now. I know you wrote a mm-hmm. children's book, um, but where does God have you now? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I have three boys and uh, my heart is for ministry and um, God spoke to me through a, a lot of different series that for me to serve at a local church in Minneapolis, it's called uh, Truth and Freedom Church. And I'm like the head lead of the children's ministry. I'm the children's coordinator. And uh, yeah, so, and they did a lot of my deliverance. So I just really, and they, uh, the pastor Rafe has prophesied over my life. And yeah, I just, I really love the way they minister. I love what is happening there. And um, I just, I felt like just, I, I was like, okay, God, like I felt like he spoke to me and they had been praying for someone like me for a year and I had a conversation with the pastor's wife, Tracy, and uh, she's just like, well, is is this, is this, you, you know, and I was like, well, we got to make sure my husband's okay with it. And uh, I had asked my husband a few questions and he said, yes. And I really feel like God's going to use him mightily at this church because they, they serve a lot of people with addiction. And my husband got saved at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. So mm-hmm. he has this radical testimony of being set free of meth addiction, And then, you know, with me, the, the sexual sin and, uh, and just like, I don't know, I just have a heart for kids and God has given me a language to, uh, teach, um, kids and, and talk to them about the presence of God and the Holy spirit. And it's been, it's been awesome. There's been two, two Fridays since we launched, we we launched on January 5th and uh, yeah, we're just kind of believing God to bring revival to the kids in this ministry and just being sensitive. It's been fun. I like to write and it's definitely a gift from the Holy Spirit. So I kind of ask the Lord every week what's on his heart. And so I come up with lesson plans and. That is so amazing. And we have, I've actually had Rafe on as a guest on my podcast before, and he is amazing. I love listening to him. He's got so much wisdom and his wife, Tracy is a therapist. So I mean, it just is really cool that you're where you're at and what, where God has you. Um, and you've done different speaking engagements as well. Um, and one of the things that I would say, that's like my favorite about you is just your heart for just the simple gospel and reaching the lost. Um, I think we can forget about that. I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to that because it's one of the things that I think we can get all lost in like prophecies or prophetic stuff or even just even ministry. I mean, we can get lost in the things or I'm going to write this book. And again, it's not that people should do these things, but I feel like we can make it about other things. And I just love that you really are about just the simple gospel. So I wonder if you could just kind of talk about that. Well, we know that Jesus's last words before he ascended in heaven was go, uh, go around the world and preach the gospel, Mm -hmm. make disciples. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just what God cares about. It's his heartbeat. And I know 
that once we are born again, uh, the Holy Spirit is not meant for us to keep it to ourselves. Like we yes. hold the cure, we we hold the cure to death, and like all these people are in bondage, and all they need is the Holy Spirit. So we just need to speak whenever the Spirit says speak. And a lot of times I'll get in a funk and I'll be like, well, I need to go preach the gospel because that's what <laughs> that's what that's what fires me up. Like people are always like, I want more. I want to be on fire for God, but they're not doing anything like it's not that we um, we're not in workspace. Like it's not a workspace uh, religion that we're living in. But like God wants us to be obedient. That's his love language. And he wants to use us. He used his people in the the Bible. And he wants to use us right now in this hour to preach the gospel and to not be like obnoxious about it, but be spirit led. And I, I just try whenever I go, go out, you know, about, I just ask the Holy spirit, what, what do you want me to say to this person? And I even like ask the Holy spirit who should be my person to do my hair. And I've ministered <laughs> people that are you know, doing my hair. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been on the road where like, God is like, go buy this woman a coffee right now and, that I had known that I had been preaching to. And I didn't know the significance of me being obedient. I went to go drop her off a coffee and she goes, and she wasn't a Christian yet. She goes, I know God is real because I couldn't afford coffee today. Oh. Like someone didn't <laughs> and it's just like that's how much God loves people and he wants yeah. us to tangibly be loved to the lost yeah. like mm -hmm. and 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 when we do that like it's people are going to see the love of Christ like there's so many people hurting there's so much hate and division and he just wants us to spread his love and he wants us to yeah. pray over people that are hurting yeah. and have compassion yeah. like that's what Jesus did all his miracles he was led by compassion and it, I think it's just like being close to his heartbeat and being like, God, like break my heart for the lost. Like, don't be upset with what is going on in the world. Like we're actually, he's calling us to be the answer. Mm -hmm. He's calling us to bring the light into this dark world. And I, I believe the light shines brightest in the darkness and, and it's going to extinguish it. Like people are going to feel God's love through you and be like, I want what you have. Like that just least recently happened to me. I was witnessing to a gal that was my physical therapist. And she literally said to me after I had witnessed to her only twice, she said, I want what you have. And I was like, oh my word. And I started crying and I'm like, wow. So it's just like, it's getting so close to God and letting him change us to be more like him. And people are going to, it's going to be a domino effect. And that's, that's all that it's about. And, and it, and it really, and Heidi, like my, my little boys, I know I put it on my social media. Like I tell my boys when we preach the gospel and they're like, they're like getting excited about preaching the gospel. They're like saying there's three and four and they're saying, I'm going to preach the gospel. Like mommy and daddy, I'm going to tell <laughs> the world about Jesus. I, I I'm going to cast out demons. They're, they're already saying this stuff and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's rubbing off on them. Mm. And that's, that's what keeps us close to God is when we're being obedient to the great commission. And it's just, it's exciting. That's the most joy I've ever felt is when I've led someone to Christ. It's just, I know I'm in his will when I'm doing that. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I just, I, Oh, I feel like, I feel like this is what we're coming back to. Like it's, mm -hmm. we're, we're moving away from all the shiny things and we're, yeah. and, and this, because people are hurting and it yeah. is what 
people need. I mean, we need that love of God. We have so much hurt and pain. And yeah. so I would love for you to pray for the listeners, yeah. whatever you feel yeah. Holy Spirit yeah. leading to, yeah. and I'll have them, yeah. you know, talk about how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So I felt to speak into uh, the prodigals, mm. maybe um, the the females that maybe may, they're like, wow, this is sounds just like my story. I grew up in a Christian home, but I ran away from God. I rejected him. And we know about the story of Jonah. You can't run away from God. Like mm-hmm. God loves you. He loves you. And the enemy has deceived you and put blinders on and maybe just told you are unworthy of his love. So we just come against that lying spirit, uh, that deceiving spirit, that spirit of unworthiness. We come against that. We rebuke it. We command it to lift off of your your mind, your heart, your soul right now in Jesus' mighty name. And we just speak to the, the prodigal daughter. We speak to the prodigal son. Just just surrender. Give up your will to God. He loves you. He died for you. And he's calling you uh, to a personal relationship t- with you. So I just pray right now as listeners are listening that they just would repent, that they would have a holy fear of God, that he's coming back, that we're living in end times, and that his desire is for you to be right with him. So I just pray for listeners to repent and just surrender fully right now, that they would have a fear of the Lord, and, and, and not just a fear, but just know that God loves you. He loves you, and he died for you. He He left the 99 for the one. And so I just pray for that right over your soul right now, that God would um, come right now. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come and fill you right now with the power to now have um, victory over sin. That that's what that's what the third person of the Trinity is, is the Holy Spirit. So we just pray for a baptism of the Holy Spirit right now for a fresh fire to fall upon your heart right now in Jesus mighty name. And we just ask God that you would just use uh, these these prodigals in this hour, God, to preach the gospel, to speak uh, to all the hurting people. And we come against just the agenda of depression and fear and suicide. And we pray for all those spirits to leave just uh, this generation of young people right now in Jesus' mighty name. We cancel suicide. We cancel just depression. And, and we ask God that you would just bring a holy fear back to your people, God, that uh, people would uh, feel your presence, that people would return back to you, God, that restoration would happen, God, in homes, God, that that I would even pray for the listeners of the parents with prodigals, that they would have faith, God, through my story, God, mm-hmm. that they would know that their prayers are working, that uh, that God's timing is perfect. So we just pray for a faith to arise in them and that they would not grow weary in their prayers, God, that they would have faith to keep praying, to keep fighting, to keep contending. Um, and I just pray, God, that you would re- release a fresh fire over your people right now to just yeah just to shine their lights bright that this is the hour where we're supposed to rise up and to be a light to not be distracted by social media to not be distracted by the things of this world to not be distracted Uh, so we just rebuke any distractions over your people God and and we just pray God for a healthy fear of you that you're coming back for a spotless bride God 
And we just pray, God, that you keep us uh, discerning in these end times, God, and that we would just be obedient with those promptings to share the gospel, God, because that's your heart, God, is to reach others through us Christians, God, and may we represent you well. May uh, we shine your love, God. May we do it out of love and gentleness, out of compassion, that we would um, that we would hear when we die, God, well done and good faithful servant, God, that that's why we do it, God. We do it for you and your glory alone. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Woo. Amen. God, thank you, Jesus. God, we yeah. just praise you and we worship you. We thank you, Jesus. Yes. Um, yes. This has been so wonderful to have you on and hear you share your story and your heart for God. I would love it if you could share how people could get a hold of you, how they can buy your yeah. book. Um, how yeah. How can they get so more I, information? Uh, yeah, I um I do I had a friend do a website. It's called uh it's kingdom um this dash uh, mama.com mm-hmm. um that's my website uh i i write blogs on motherhood and you can purchase my book and there's all the different platforms you can buy my book on in the website so i have like a little store uh, i sell these kingdom mama sweatshirts awesome um, yeah and t-shirts and yeah it's just yeah it's been fun it's been fun to do what god's called me to do but yeah i want to keep the focus on lost souls and um mm-hmm and peer myself and uh yeah it's it's an honor uh to carry god's uh spirit and i want to guard my heart in that and and be mm-hmm. obedient yeah well you definitely are so i just want to spell that out so it's www.kingdom slash m-a-m-a.com yeah um, and then if you are interested in checking out the church it's called truth and yeah. freedom church.com out of Minneapolis. Um, I definitely think that there is, it is a growing church. um, And I want to encourage anybody who is local in Minnesota to check it out. Um, And even if you want to donate or um, or give, give to the, to the cause um, and helping children, you can do that on the website. There's a place where you can donate and um, it, it is a, a church. So I think it's a 501 um, yeah. nonprofit. It is a nonprofit. Um, so feel free to go and click on that. And that goes directly to the church and you can have it be for the children's ministry if you want to do that as well. So yeah, again, yeah. thank you so much, Jolene. Yeah. I absolutely adore you. And I'm so oh, thankful I adore you too. Oh. to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Bless you, friend. You too. Right. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.